Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. What if I told you that retirement was more than just about the money? Well, stay tuned to find out. Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement with best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do them that have it. Get more of it, the less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, retirement planning specialist, Tony Walker. And if you joined us last week, you'll know that we had in the studios our own Heather Hughes and myself talking about the economic fears that people have when they deal with retirement or thinking about retirement or even long into retirement. And uh, we'll summarize some of those today, but mainly we want to talk to you about another fear of retirement. And believe it or not, this fear, or fears if you will, have nothing to do with money. But before we get into our show today, of course, we've got America's favorite financial sidekick. He's not Mike today, but he's, as always, faithfully producing the Worry-Free Retirement Radio Show. And uh, I'm welcoming in the studio once again our own Heather Hughes, fellow fiduciary out of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Tony. How are you? How are you today? I'm doing good. And we uh, got a radio show done yesterday. We'll do this radio show. We'll have two TV shows we've got to record today. Are you up for the challenge? I'm up for it. Let's go. All right. Good deal. Well, first of all, before we get into this, and by the way, uh, you can go to soundcloud.com, soundcloud.com if you want to check out last week's episode of the Worry-Free Retirement. It was a doozy, folks. And uh, Heather, you know, one of our main fears that we covered in last week's show was the idea of the fear of running out of money in retirement, which is the number one financial fear, right? Absolutely. Okay. Well, I got to talk about this article. I think I provided you a copy over there, but uh, this came out from, let's see, Market Watch. I apologize. I don't even see the date. Uh, it was by Nerd Wallet by Liz Weston. Not a bad written article, but the, the funny part of this is, let me read the headline. Are you worrying too much about running out of money in retirement? Question mark, you know, which we, again, that's the number one fear of people. So that's a pretty obvious headline and question. The subtitle, fear can keep you from getting the most out of retirement. So on the surface, all this sounds fine, right? It's what we've been talking about. Sure. Okay. Now, if you would, Heather, kind of flip the page over. This is the part, folks, in our industry that I'm really, really, I guess I can just say miffed. I get perturbed. I won't use any other words than that. But just the nonsense of some of this stuff. Okay, so the paragraph I want you to focus on, Heather, sounds good, right? A little planning can go a long way. See that paragraph? Yes. You with me? Okay. I'm there. All right. So pick. let me read that paragraph. Picking the right level of spending in retirement is not easy. I agree with that. Because of all the unknowns, I agree with that, including how long you'll live, 
and your future health. So would you say 100% unequivocally as fiduciaries, we would agree with that statement? Absolutely. Perfect statement. Very well written. Now, keep reading, though. Having a clear idea of what your expenses are likely to be in retirement. Incidentally, folks, if you'd like to see a form, we have a free download at TonyWalkerFinancial.com called the Spending Plan. This will help you lay out those expenses. So, again, very good, good poignant information here. So they're telling you to get your expenses laid out. That way you'll know how much income, spending. They even call it a successful and sustainable spending plan. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? That's our wording we've used for years. But look at this. I'll just read that next part there, Heather, where it says a good financial planner. Read that. A good financial plan- planner, preferably a fee-only fiduciary advisor committed to putting your best interests first, could be helpful. Your brokerage or 401k <laughs> provider may also have resources to help and guide you. So folks, you know, one of the things that disturbs me when we see articles like this, first of all, these are not bad ideas. It's kind of touches. We'll touch on an article that I was featured in the Wall Street Journal, but this is just an article. And you have to ask yourself, who wrote the article? Who is this person? And why in the world would they make a statement, a blanket statement, refers to a good financial planner, right? Okay, so this assumes if the reader doesn't know much about the financial planning industry, they're going, oh, okay, in order to find a good financial planner, preferably a fee-only fiduciary advisor committed to putting your best interest first. So what this does not provide us with is a solution to the fact that you could run out of money. I have a quote I wanted to share with you. As I was reading this article, I came up with this quote, Heather, see if you like this. You you cannot plan to be worry-free in a world of unknowns. So the first part of this paragraph points out all the unknowns, which we know are unknowns. But the original article, you got to go back to the title, was, are you worried about running out of money? So my question, if I'm a consumer reading this, forget the fee-only planner stuff, what product or where should I invest my money to keep this from happening? They don't tell you that. They don't tell you. There's nothing in here about this. So folks, this article, it's kind of like the uh, old joke. I know you've heard this. It's pretty funny. Uh, there's a story of a man in a hot air balloon and he's lost, so he lands this hot air balloon in the middle of a field, and he's looking around, nobody's around, and all of a sudden, out of the woods appears a little old man walking a small dog. So the man hollers at him, and he says, excuse me, sir, can you tell me where I am? And the man walking the little dog looks at him and goes, well, of course I can. You're in the middle of a field in a hot air balloon. And he said, well, you must be a financial reporter. And he said, why do you say that? And he said, because your information is totally accurate and totally useless. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So folks, let's, before we move on here, I've got to, the only, let's, let's deal with the, real, the original premise here because we talked about this last week. And again, we're fiduciaries. We've, we offer all kinds of different products. But if you are worried, if that's what this article is really about, if you are worried about running out of money in retirement, and it could happen, by the way, and just because you have a spending plan and you know your expenses, they just mentioned it earlier, there's all kinds of things that can happen, all these unknowns. Why wouldn't you want a financial product, or at least have some of your money in one, that could guarantee, see, that that rules out the unknowns, guarantee an income you can never outlive? It's never mentioned. You know what that product is, obviously. What's the product? That's an annuity. That's an annuity. And obviously, this writer, and a lot of people, quite frankly, don't like annuities. In fact, apparently, the way you're going to help yourself to not running out of money is go see a fee-only financial planner, because apparently they're the only ones that can put your best interest first. And then I'd have to say, okay, but what am I getting? I'm getting some advice. I'm getting a spreadsheet. Folks, what I would say to you right now, if you're sitting there and you're one of those savers that's more concerned about the return of your money than on it, 
and you're worried about running out of money and you want somebody to put the, the money where your mouth is and say, I don't want to run out of money, you are going to have to consider, I just said consider, some sort of fixed annuity, preferably one that can be set up to provide that guaranteed lifetime income or something we call mailbox money. So let's do this right now. If you'd like to find out more about the truth behind annuities and mailbox money, we have plenty of downloads on the website. In fact, have you seen the, uh, all the downloads we've got now? All the booklets, it's awesome. So if you want any of these free downloads, we will not call you, we will not bug you. You can download these, and then if you have questions of us, uh, you can talk to one of our trained fiduciaries. Just log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, TonyWalkerFinancial.com, and in the space bar, type in downloads. If you don't have access to the internet for some reason, just give us a call and we'll be happy to mail you uh, these free booklets. They're great booklets on a variety of subjects that I've personally written and overseen. If you would like these booklets free, just call us at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Okay, we don't want to leave you hanging, but we had to cover that last article and how not to run out of money. So when we come back, I'm going to prove to you that I'd say 50% of retirement's about the money and 50% of the retirement you're planning to do is not. You stay tuned. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker with fellow fiduciary Heather Hughes. And we'll be right back. Who can you trust? It's one of the most important decisions you'll have to make. Question is, are you ready? Well, we're here to help at Tony Walker Financial. You know, we care more about you than we do your money. And we have over 2,000 happy clients and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Rolling over a 401k, confused about Social Security, maybe you're afraid of running out of money. Learn how to use and enjoy and protect your hard-earned money. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. This is Heather Hughes. Uh, took the mic away from Tony for just a minute. Uh, wanted to talk about a great article I came across, Tony. And it well, was- Well, on me. Yeah. Oh, well, from the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Uh, guess who's mentioned in it? I would have had no idea. That would be the one and only Tony Walker. <laughs> that is awesome, yeah. Yeah, so this was a great article though. It's uh, when to give inheritance money to kids. A lot of people really struggle with this. They want to leave a legacy for their children, but they never broach the, broach the fact of they could give away, away some of the money now and watch their kids use it when they actually need it. So, you know, what was your kind of takeaway when you were being interviewed for this article? Well, the, of course, as you know, I have a publicist that kind of helps me get the word out on the book that I wrote, Live Well, Die Broke, which, by the way, folks, I mean, I've had some really good reviews on this book, and it is a little bit of a game changer. The whole concept of Live Well, Die Broke, if you summarized it really, is to use and enjoy this money while you still can. Um, Heather, I mean, how many people do we meet on a regular basis that have been clients for years, had one in yesterday that's going on and selecting our mailbox money, but she admitted she's getting to a point where she just doesn't need much money anymore. It happens all the time. It's, it's crazy. So folks, I see this stuff play out. This is not something I learned at a conference or dreamed up driving down I-65. Day in and day out, I meet with so many people and it just reminded me that life is short. You gotta enjoy your money while you still can. And a good, good fiduciary, somebody who really cares about your money is gonna encourage you to do things like this. So when the publicist called and said, hey, the Wall Street Journal wants to 
interview. I said, that's awesome. And uh, I didn't, I tell you, the writer did a really fair job on this. I've been interviewed a lot before. Sometimes you got to watch it because they take things out of context. And I really appreciated this particular author, a Cheryl Monk, M-U-N-K. And again, this is online. You can look this up. Uh, and then you, the hard copies, we're recording the show on May 5th, 2021. So the hard copy's out today of the Wall Street Journal. But anyway, um, she did a really good job. Probably I'd like to have talked more about it, but you know, she's limited and she also interviewed two other advisors. So, but I was real pleased with it. And I think what's interesting, if you go to the reviews, Heather, online, some people just don't get it. They're like, why would you give money to kids now? And then others are like, we're already doing it. We love it. Or I wish my parents had done that because they could have helped us a lot. And they tried to hoard it. That generation hoarded money. You know, I'm talking 50, 60 years ago. And then they died with it and left us a bunch of money. But then by the time they died, you know, it's like, so really a lot of people don't have this conversation. And the point of this article, I think it's, it's not, it's not a one size fits all article is to encourage people adults and kids, adult kids, to talk about this stuff. Just talk about it. Well, and I mean, we've seen it too. You know, you always kind of broach the fact, do you want to give money to kids now or grandkids now? And that's really when they need it. You know, with grandkids, you know, they're facing loads of student debt likely, maybe trying to save for a down payment on a, ha on a home. And, you know, to be able to see that money being put into action and make an effect Versus, you know, maybe 15, 20 years from now, when you're gone, you aren't going to see them enjoy that money. That's right. And then, you know, we uh, with the Biden tax plan coming on the horizon and our nation's debt going through the roof. My other concern is let's take the 401k. As you know, we work with a lot of 401k plans. We specialize in rolling those 401ks over. Incidentally, folks, if you've got an old 401k out there somewhere, maybe you're age, over the age of 59 and a half or you're already retired and nobody's putting a game plan around that 401k to deal with what I call the tax tumor. Oh my goodness, uh, folks, th this is where, this has been my theory for years. And I think it's gonna come true. That, that money that you have stockpiled in that 401k that has this tax tumor, somebody's going to pay that tax. We saw evidence that the government's coming after that money last year, Heather, when they're gonna require beneficiaries now to take it out over 10 years. Remember that? That was the first sign that they want their money. They're not gonna let the kids stretch it out. Now they've got all kinds of proposals that may even put surcharges on certain amounts in 401ks. They could easily just change the laws and increase those taxes. So you have to ask yourself, folks, what is this money, especially if you're retired or nearing retirement, what's it really for? What, what are you stockpiling it for? And could possibly one day the government take an even bigger chunk? You know, as I like to say, as you let that money grow, so too grows the tax tumor. So I appreciate you bringing up the article. It was quite an honor to hit the Wall Street Journal. But more importantly, folks, uh, I'm not trying to be a national writer here. My, my job really is as a fiduciary to meet in person with people. So if you would like to sit down with myself, talk to me by phone, there's no cost or obligation. I would be happy uh, to try to look at your situation and whether it makes sense to gift. We know the gift tax laws very well. We understand taxes. Uh, we have somebody certified in tax on staff. So we are a full service retirement planning firm and we can help. All right. Kind of keep moving here, Heather, real quick, because I got to get to this one. All right. So one of the things, one of the fears uh, is, you know, not, you know, they don't want to run out of money. That was a biggie. Uh, taxes. That's another fear we talked about last week. Uh, now we're talking about the fear of either not giving money to kids now or waiting too long and you know, all those issues that come up. But one of the fears that I think people worry about is literally retiring and maybe, just maybe, not really sure what they're going to do in retirement. 
Oh, absolutely. You go from working every day, you know, 40 to however many hours a week, and then all of a sudden nothing, you know, that big cutoff. It's like, what do you do with yourself? Uh, what does your spouse do with that adjustment of you being home all the time? We see that a lot as well. Yeah, they, we had a couple in. This was a couple of months ago. It was one of the most fun conversations I had. It, we reversed roles a little bit. You know, you always think stereotypically the female's at home and the male's working. Well, in this case, he had retired years ago. Uh, actually, I think he had a disability. But they had a little farm, and he was living there working, and she was working hard. And, and then she's wanting to retire this year. And I noticed during this meeting, he's not saying much. So uh, I finally said, so what are you going to do when you retire, ma'am? She goes, oh, I've got all kinds of things to do. And I said, what are you going to do, sir? And he said, well, I guess do all the things she's wanting done around the house I haven't done. I said, oh, I see, I see. So let's be, let's be frank here. What are you really worried about? And he said, I'm worried that my lifestyle, his lifestyle, yeah, he piddles around the farm and does some stuff, but all of a sudden she's going to be home full time, and you can reverse the order of this, doesn't matter. And that person that was in that domain, having another person there all of a sudden full time changes the dynamics quite a bit. So I came up with this and folks, you might want to, if you're in the same boat and you're really worried about a spouse being home full time, uh, one of the phenomenons we see is the males coming home and they're bored and they watch the rifleman reruns over and over. That's kind of a, that's a syndrome we're seeing. Although the rifleman's a pretty good show. You could watch worse. But basically I told the both of them, I said, let's do this. Let's just designate one day a week. You all pick it and decide, honey, do, day. I love that. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's going to show up in the Wall Street Journal one day. You watch. Somebody's going to take that idea. But it's So what is a honey, do, day? You all decide. Let's say it's a Tuesday that whatever he or she wants, make a list, and you are going to commit that day. That's all you're going to do and get them knocked out. It reminds me of the book I studied under a guy named Brian Tracy. Remember that book? I, get, I made you all read it years ago called Eat That Frog. What was the premise of Eat That Frog? Do you remember? Take care of the thing that you don't want to do first so you get it over with. Bingo. There is a frog on my desk still for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got those little green frogs to remind us. But yeah, so what you do, you set aside that day. I know honeydews can kind of get old. You get them done, and then you got the rest of the week to enjoy. So, but there is that, there's a lot of factors about boredom. So we've, we did find some really good articles. Um, on, on things people might do. And one of the things I always ask people as well, Heather, and I know you do too when you're talking to them, but okay, so you retire. Do you have any hobbies? So let's go over. I think Derek pulled these up. Let's see if I can find them real quick. What do you think of all the hobbies? Now there's different surveys on this. This one surprised me. What do you think the most popular number one hobby is? Let's see if I can get to that article. This one surprised me. Okay, here it is. Of all the hobbies, what would you say? Just guess. Number one. Well, I would say, I don't know, travel. Maybe? Travel. Yeah. That that what that didn't is make that, the top oh, three. Well, that would be my hobby. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is just a survey. So, again, just like anything, there's no one size fits all, but that's not it. I'm going to take one more crack at it. Number one hobby that retirees are starting to gravitate to. Well, just from talking with our clients, uh, they like volunteerism. There you go. That was number two, okay. according to the survey. I think that you've got to be passionate about something. Yeah, so we have number one was online learning. That was interesting. Um, but that does make sense when you think about it because you can sit home and, gosh, you can learn about anything nowadays. Well, yeah, and before COVID, I know that, you know, a couple of universities actually offer classes to retirees. and They're just like college classes, but it's like, mm -hmm. okay, I wanted to learn about European history. You can take a, literally take a class on it. So, That's cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, let's see, volunteering second. Participating in a book club. I know Susan enjoys book clubs. It's funny. I guess it's a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown. I said, Susan, why don't you all talk about my book and your book club? That, <laughs> that's never happened. I uh, that, there's, you hear crickets when I bring that up. <laughs> I'll keep going walking, hiking, uh, genealogy. That's kind of getting big. I know my father-in-law was kind of into that. Again, the Internet allows you to research a lot of stuff. Uh, there's photography. Gardening is a biggie. So anyway, so uh, I met a couple yesterday, and here's what they're going to do. I thought this was interesting. They're in their late 50s. Uh, they've, they've set themselves up pretty well financially. They're not wealthy, wealthy people. But I said, what would you like to do? And he said, you know what we love to do? We love camping. And not on the top of my list, but I know it is on others. Well, you know who's a happy camper? The guy leaving the campsite. Yeah, camping. Now, that's, that's not my deal either. I'm sorry. But it was really interesting. I said, so how are you going to pull this off? And he said, oh, we've already got a truck. We already got the camper. Uh, when we're ready, we're going to sell our home. And they've already researched this. They said there are so, and they camp all the time. They just got this new camper. But there are so many pl places, especially out west, they said, where you can camp absolutely free on these government lands. Oh, wow. You don't even, it doesn't even cost anything. So they're going to sell their house, take some of the equity from that, put that aside as a slush fund. Um, they, 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 we're going to talk to them about rolling their 401k over to us. Before they move it over, I'm going to suggest they pull out enough money to pay off the camper and the truck. They'd be totally debt-free just to get that out of the way. And then they have a child that lives near them. And I said, what about the child? They said, they'll just move wherever we move. So they're going to downsize. The child will stay near them. They're going to find a place. And uh, they're all excited about it. But knowing their expenses and everything, and they've researched it, I said, you know what? You're not even 60 years of age. I think you can pull this off. And you know why they want to do it, don't you? Why they can Absolutely. So that might be a thing. You might sometimes just sit down with your spouse and say, no, wait a minute, honey, let's get outside the box here. Is there anything we've really always wanted to do? Again, this is a live well, die broke philosophy while we still can. So there's a good example of that. So folks, there's all kinds of things you can do to try to stay busy in retirement. Obviously, you've got grandkids, you've got hobbies, all kinds of things. And we can help you think through those. Obviously, we're not uh, hobby lifestyle experts, but we can certainly help free up the money to do the things you want to do. That's, that's enjoyable for us to help get that money back to you. So when we come back, this is an important feature that I created years ago to help people truly understand when the money is going to be the most valuable and when it is not. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Looking to roll over your 401k? Then log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and learn just how easy it is to roll over and safeguard your 401k. Do it today. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Tony Walker here with Tony Walker Financial, and I'm with uh, fellow fiduciary Heather Hughes, who's been with me now over 15 years. That's right. I'm going to quiz you on a couple things that you see in our practice. The, the good thing about having Heather full-time, she is a salaried fiduciary, as well as my favorite son-in-law, Trey, and favorite nephew, Wes, are both salaried fiduciaries. They don't sell products. I'm the only one that sells the products, but they're there to help service what I sell, and it's such a blessing to have her. Because what happens is, if I'm in appointments and people call the office, they talk to Heather, 
you're knowledgeable, you know the process, you know how I think, you know the products very well, and very seldom does anybody ever say, hey, Tony, what's up with the Heather? Most of them are the opposite. I have people that say, Tony, I love your brother, but I think I'll just talk to Heather from now, and she explains things better than you do. So we're very appreciative, Heather, of all you do for our clients. Well, thank you. Love to be here. Uh, we appreciate it. Okay. Real quick before I get into what I think is the game changer in terms of understanding money and life. Uh, we had, Did you notice the clock in my office, that big clock? I think oh, I saw yeah. you eyeing it. It's pretty cool, isn't it? All right. Well, the thing quit working on me. You know, it's a very expensive clock, and it's one of these newer clocks that has like the 50-cent mechanism in the back that ticks, and it's like, what is the deal with these clocks? So I remembered one of our clients works on clocks. He loves working on clocks. So I said, Gina, call him up. So he came by and picked it up. He had it a couple weeks. But anyway, last name's Thornton. But Mr. Thornton came by, picked up the clock, charged me a reasonable rate, put it back up there, and that thing is working like clockwork. Clock I'm sorry. There you, you, go. you know where I was going with that. So just one more idea there for you folks. So some of you have professions that you've learned or trades, and you can continue those into retirement on the side or part-time or just for the fun of it. So keep that in mind. Okay. In the time remaining, I got to cover this, Heather. Part of the reason I wrote Live Well, Die Broke and Spend Your Money Before It's Too Late is this, folks. What I've learned over the years is basically life, you could divide your life up into three halves. I call it the three halves of light of life. So let's take the first half of life. That would be Aaron and, and Derek is uh, helping produce the show over there as well, doing some graphics right now. Right now, they're in the first half of life, uh, still raising kids, still trying to you know get their, get their stuff going. Uh, Derek, you're single, right? He, yeah, he's really got it made. He doesn't have anything to worry about. Sits <laughs> over there and drinks $8 coffees, and he doesn't have a care in the world. He's living his best life right now. <laughs> yeah, living his best life now. <laughs> So they're in the first half of life, and they're trying to just plan in a certain way for the future, but it, it limited. You know, you remember those days, kids at home, and just, it's kind of crazy. Then you get into halftime, which is really where you and I are. You're seeing the light, aren't you, a you little know, bit? It, and that's the funny thing. I started out here in the first half, and I'm already at halftime. Oh, so, that's pretty scary, you know, actually. Don't, don't leave on me, please. I'm about to be an empty nester, so yeah. But you're, yeah, so yeah. aren't you, it's a weird feeling, but it you is. realize financially... You, you probably are able to save a little more, right? You're, sure. It's more predictable. Okay. Well, then eventually, so, you know, so right now I'm 61 years of age. Heather's a, a little ways back there behind me. But eventually, this is what I've realized. You know, I'm getting ready to go on a golf trip with my brother and take him. You know, you better start doing some things when you're in halftime because we see it in our practice all the time. How many people do we have that are retired in their 60s, not late 60s, whose spouses pass away? More than we'd like to have. Just had one pass away the other day. Yeah. It seems like it comes in waves, unfortunately. That, it does. Yeah. yeah. I know Mandy Houchins handles all of our death claim paperwork, and it's, it's alarming sometimes how, like you said, it just comes in waves. But then, so, so we're trying to encourage people, use and enjoy your money while you still can. The best time to do that is during halftime, and that's different for different people. Our camping friends, that's going to start if they do that now, about age 57. Right. Uh, now, they might stop it at 67. It tends to run, it seems like, about nine or ten years. And then you get on the other side of that, what I call the second half of life, and some things start changing. I had a gentleman recently who, he's 70, lost his spouse. You know who I'm talking about. I had to put her in a nursing home, Alzheimer's, terrible, very tragic, just wonderful woman. And he came in the other day, and he's playing some golf, uh, doesn't spend a lot of money, still grieving the loss of his spouse of 40-something years. 
Yeah, he sees his grandkids occasionally, but what in the world is he going to spend money on? Right. He said, Tony, I've got all this money. I mean, he was almost like, just do with it what you want. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. You see what I'm saying? So obviously, we're going to help him be a good steward of the money, but there is a point, folks, if you're not careful. Now, barring some sort of major medical catastrophe or long-term care, who knows? But you know, that gets back to the unknowns. But you have to understand there is going to be a phase in your life, a time uh, where either you need that money, we talked about it earlier, or maybe kids and grandkids might need that money. Uh, In his case, for instance, I think I asked him that. I can't remember if he has children. Is there anybody in your family who could use some of this money now? And what did he say? Um, Again, I can't remember his situation. I can't remember if he had children, but that would be an example of just you know, working it out, trying to see what you could do. So folks, speaking of working it out, you might be sitting there saying, Tony, these are wonderful things to be thinking about. Nobody ever talks to me about this kind of stuff. Yeah, I want to make the most of my money while I still can, and I don't want to run out of money in retirement. How do I pull that off? Well, that's what we specialize in. So if you're sitting there right now, retired, looking to retire soon, maybe you got a bunch of money languishing in the bank, maybe, maybe just maybe you got a recent inheritance you don't know what to do with, Right now, why don't you log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Click on that Let's Get Started, or feel free to give us a call anytime at 877-499-WALK. That's 877-499-9255. Well, Heather, we really appreciated you being in, and uh, want you to have safe travels back to Bowling Green. So you did a great job. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Tony. All right, folks, we'll see you next week. You have a good day. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.